Thank you, family, for the complete shock and surprise of me giving Glenda and me uh, greetings on our anniversary. I did not know Jimmy, uh, or you knew that, so thank you very much. And that's sincere. No one is blessed in all the world, in all the world, more than I am with my family and with you. Honestly, do you enjoy Thanksgiving? Not just Thanksgiving Day, but this entire time between now and Christmas and the New Year, do you enjoy it? Is there a sense of excitement in your heart? For some of you, it is. Just joy and gladness now, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. But then to many of you, it's a dreaded time. Dreaded. The memories, the hurts, the pains, the disappointment. For all of us, through Jesus Christ, he can offer help for today and hope for tomorrow. Help for today and a joy-giving hope for tomorrow. We see this in all of Scripture. But this morning, I want us to enjoy and feast upon what Christ says and does. The passage that is before us is from Luke chapter 17. Jimmy has read it for us, but let's go back. And let's feast, let's enjoy, let's delight and cherish this passage together. Jesus is headed toward Jerusalem. There in a village that's not even named, apparently from these, it appeared insignificant, but between Samaria and Galilee, he enters this village, and he's met by ten lepers. Leprosy was a deadly, dreaded, disease and these lepers kept their social distance and it was more than six foot with all sincerity it was a law that a leper had to stay away from people because it was considered so contagious also leprosy was considered a punishment by God against people because of their sin. That's the way they looked at it. A deadly disease like leprosy must be you are a terrible sinner and God is punishing you and you deserve it. And these ten lepers certainly felt they deserved it because of what they said. So at a distance. But they knew they wanted him to hear them, these ten, so they say loudly, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Listen, those are six of the most wonderful words you and I may ever pray. Jesus is his name. Master is his title. Master, 
meaning we are your servants. We are your slaves. You are our Lord. We come to you as your slave servants, master. Such humility. And then their request. Have mercy on us. They're not asking to be healed. They're asking, they didn't say, oh Jesus, Master, heal us. They're asking for mercy. They felt they deserved what they had received. That's what mercy is. Not receiving what we deserve. That's mercy. Not receiving what we deserve. That's their request. Don't treat us as we deserve. Have mercy on us. Certainly they saw themselves as sinners rightly deserving God's displeasure. And without mercy, they were hopeless and they were helpless. Don't we like what they did not say? They did not say, hey, Jesus, why are we having, why do we have this dreaded disease? Why are you punishing us? We're not as bad as. We're not that bad. They don't have leprosy. Why us? Why not them? No excuse. They accepted the responsibility of what they were suffering. Again, they felt they were being punished for sin. And they kept their distance. They were not allowed to get near him or anyone. A leper. If a leper was walking down the road and was going to see someone or meet someone, they had to cry out, unclean, unclean, speaking of themselves. Can you imagine having to live declaring yourself to everyone Unclean, stay away from me. Totally isolated from family, from community, from worship. The only people with whom they could associate was other lepers. How devastating. And they come to the only one to whom they felt they could come and have mercy. And that was to Jesus. And Jesus seeing them, hearing them, oh, go, go, and show yourself to the priest. Yeah. Go show yourself to the religious leader because the religious leader was the only one who had the authority to say, you're cleansed, you're forgiven. Go back home. Go to your family. Go to your friends. Go back. Only the priest could declare them as forgiven and healed. Go. And the Bible says, and as they went, they realized they were healed. That is an amazing statement of trust. Jesus, it does not say 
healed them and then told them to go? No. Jesus said, go and show yourself to the priest. So they did. They had enough confidence in Christ. Okay. He says, go. So let's go. We assume that between now and seeing the priest, we're going to be clean. (laughs) I love it. What faith. And so it says, they left, they turned, and as they were going, one of them noticed. Whoa! (laughs) I'm clean! I'm clean! But before he went to show himself to the priest, he turned and he came back. And it says, and he fell. He fell at Jesus' feet and worshiped and praised God. He's worshiping God. He's praising God. He's thanking Jesus. His face is at the ground. He is close to Jesus. He's at his feet. And Jesus, and I'm paraphrasing, says to him, I'm paraphrasing, were there 10 of you? (laughs) Were there 10 of you? Where are the other nine? Are you the only one who has returned? And of all people, a Samaritan, a foreigner. Oh, folks, Jews and Samaritans do not mix. The racial prejudice against Samaritans, the cultural prejudice, the societal prejudice, the Samaritans were looked down upon. If you saw a Samaritan, you would do as you did a leper. You would avoid them. You would go at all costs. You would not go near a Samaritan. Prejudice. And Jesus said, and you're the one that came back to say thank you. Go. Your faith has healed you. What do we learn about ourself? And what do we learn about our Lord from this wonderful true story? And what application is there for us? First, what do we learn about ourselves? Family, guests, friends, we are all spiritual lepers. We're all spiritual lepers. We're all sick. Jesus says it's the sick who need a physician. It's not the well. It's not the healthy. We're all spiritual lepers. The Bible says there is no, none of us righteous No, not one. There's not one of us who has ever lived other than Christ who does not need mercy. All of us need mercy. We do not want him to treat us as we deserve. There is none righteous. No, not one. For all of us 
have sinned and come short of the glory of God, every one of us. And that's the reason the Bible says Jesus Christ did not sin, but he became sin on behalf of all of those the Father gives to him that we might become the righteousness of God. What do we learn about ourselves? We need mercy. Are you looking to Christ only? Mercy to make you his daughter, his son. Are you looking in mercy at his mercy to make you his own? We all need mercy. We're all unhealthy, spiritual lepers. Secondly, we see in this wonderful truth Jesus will have mercy on those who come to him. Jesus will have mercy on all who come to him in desperation, dependence, only on him. And that can only come by his grace, by working in us that desire. He must come to us. He must breathe life into us. And when he breathes life into us, he awakens us to our need of mercy and he gives it to us when we come with repentance, with a willingness to obey, a willingness, an eagerness to obey. Are you eager to obey? Do you long to please him on his terms? Thirdly, Jesus Christ deserves our praise. He deserves our thankfulness. He deserves our worship. He deserves our obedience. He is worthy of us coming and living, bowing at his feet, calling him master for every detail and aspect of life. He is deserving of this. Oh, look at this passage in Deuteronomy. This is a frightening word. It's frightening, but it's true. Yes, family, yes, yes, yes. Let's joy in the love of our God. But also let's tremble at His holiness. His holiness. I've told you before how much I'm enjoying and benefiting from the late Dr. R.C. Sproul, who's now with our Lord, but Ligonier Ministries, often when I'm by myself or in the car exercising, I enjoy listening to Ligonier Ministries. And Dr. Sproul, in his writing and preaching and teaching, emphasizes we must have the whole wonderful picture and understanding of God. Yes, he's a God of love. Hallelujah. Who extends mercy to all who will repent and believe. But he's also a God of holiness. And here in Deuteronomy, look what God says he's going to do to his own people. 
And I'm paraphrasing, he says to his own, because you were not thankful, because you were not appreciative, when things were going good, this is what's going to happen. You're going to start serving. as master. Those who are going to make life so hard for you, they're going to treat you as slaves. They're going to put iron and treat you as animals. Folk, we have to understand this. The same God who is merciful deserves praise and thanksgiving and our only hope is Jesus Christ who has taken for us what we deserve so that we're not treated as we deserve. It's Christ. Christ is our righteousness. Christ is our obedience. Christ is our holiness. Please, Christ deserves our thanksgiving. And then lastly, let's understand that I, hopefully not you, were quick to ask, but so slow to come back and say thank you. I am too much like these nine. Oh, I'll ask. Lord, bless Bless the family. Bless us on this trip. Lord, bless taking that test. Lord, that job interview, that potential raise, we're asking, asking. Lord, bring healing. That cancer, that heart attack. Bless. And so often he does as we ask are beyond. But then how slow, if at all, to come back and say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for what you did. For all that protection. All that provision. Lord, you asked as, you answered as we asked. Lord, you answered far beyond what we could even ask or think. Quick to ask, slow to say thank you. Another very important lesson we need to see here is this. All healing comes through Jesus Christ. He has the ability to heal instantly as he did these men. He has that ability and sometimes he does but also our Lord Jesus often uses excellent medical care. Do not look down on the gift of medicine and health care as option B. It's not. Excellent medical care that he has given to us in this nation is a gift. And godly doctors will tell us they cannot 
heal. The most advanced medicines we could have cannot heal. God may use these medicines to heal, but it's Christ who often wonderfully uses medicine. And the same medicines our Lord uses to heal many are the same medicines that do not heal others. Medical care as we know it is a wonderful gift that we do not deserve. Application, application, application. Will you stop, not only at Thanksgiving, but it's a good time to stop and think and reflect on what Christ has done for you and for us. Stop. Make time to list his mercy that we do not deserve. I enjoy doing that. Stopping, thinking, reflecting, writing. What's he done for you? Spiritually. Has he birthed you into his family? Has he extended mercy to you that you do not deserve? Has he made you his son, his daughter? Praise him. If you're not sure, let's talk. There are men here who will talk to you. There are ladies who will talk to you, ladies and girls, and men who will talk to you, men and guys. Pastor Paul, any of us, are you his? Is he yours? Are you in the family? His family through repentance and through faith. Again, the gift of medicine. The gift of medicine. Do you see the pictures? Do you see the videos of the millions and millions who have no idea what we enjoy? The refugees running for their life with just maybe the clothes they have from drought, from famine, from disease, from war, millions and millions throughout the nations. The great Southern Baptist missionary, I'm rereading his book again, of what he has seen as he has gone over in different parts of the world to see the suffering. I've asked around, is this real? From people I trust, and they say yes. And I'll call him Nick. He uses a disguised name for protection. In a particular nation of the world, missionary Nick, Southern Baptist, from a distance, saw these women 
really skin and bone, such malnutrition. Down in the dirt, and he watched from a distance, scrawny fingers with a stick, digging. What is she doing? What are they doing? And then he realized, trying to dig a grave for her infant child who has died from malnutrition. And then we'll cover that grave of her little one with rock. Or the same missionary going through another town trying to Find out what is needed here because of the devastation and the death. And as he entered this particular town, again, legitimate Southern Baptist missionary, great missionary. And when he first went into the town, it, it seemed like a ghost town. Is anyone here? But then as they came in in their truck, they were surrounded by people hoping for food, hoping for water, hoping for help. And then a woman beating on his window. They had to roll up the windows. Beating on his windows. And he's realizing she's begging, begging, begging him, take my baby before it dies like the other children. Please take my baby. That's the world. That's the nations to whom Christ says we are to go. Ministry is not either there or here. It's both and. Ministry is to those right here where we are and it's to the nations. Are you thankful? Am I thankful? Spiritual, medical, emotional, financial. Oh, please. Bruce Owens is a friend of mine. He's a little older than me. He's introduced me to a new prayer that he learned from Dr. David Calhoun. Dr. Calhoun was a professor at Covenant Seminary in St. Louis. And Bruce Owens says at class every day, and David Calhoun was sincere when he prayed like this. So David Calhoun taught his students how to pray. So Bruce is teaching me. May I share with you. As David Calhoun would end his class in prayer, he would say something like this as I paraphrase. Lord, We've asked a lot of you today. And may we make one more request. Make us grateful and thankful. Lord, 
We've asked a lot of you today. And may we ask one more request? Will you make us grateful and thankful for your mercy that we do not deserve? You are a joy. Father, we have asked so much of you. Every day we ask, we ask, we keep asking. And we're asking one more request. Will you make us grateful and thankful for spiritual well-being, medical, physical, financial wealth, May we care for one another. May we care for the nations. Bulgaria. Honduras. The nations. As we love and care for ourselves. In the name, the authority, the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Amen.